Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear, and then we talk about it. This is page 824, chapter 126, The First Stone. I spent the next three days with Maglin. It wasn't bad, especially considering my left hand was still healing, so my ability to talk and fight was rather limited. I like to think I did rather well. It would have been easier for me to memorize an entire play than this. A play fits together like a jigsaw. Dialogue moves back and forth. There is shape to a story. But what I learned from Maglin was merely a long list of unfamiliar names and unconnected events. It was a laundry list masquerading as a story. Still, I learned it all by heart. It was late in the evening of the third day when I recited it back flawlessly to Maglin. The hardest part was not singing it as I recited. Music carries words over miles and into hearts and memories. Committing Caesura's history to memory had been much easier when I started fitting it to the tune of an old vintage ballad in my head. The next morning, Magwin demanded I recite it again. After I made it through a second time, she scribbled a note to Shaheen, stilled it in wax, and shooed me out of her cave. We had not expected Magwin to be finished with you for several days yet, Shaheen said, reading the note. Vashid took a trip to Faint and will not be back for at least two days. That meant I had memorized the Atas twice as quickly as their best estimate. I felt more than a little pride at that. Shaheen glanced at my left hand and gave the barest frown. When did you have your dressings removed? she asked. I could not find you at first, I said, so I went to visit Dale. He said it was the end of the page. My name's Nick. I'm Jeremy. And uh, Jordana, sadly, could not be with us today. Hmm. She's off, uh, you know, venturing into a, a temple, trying to defeat the evil god of clowning around. Yes, yes, trying to uh, judge the weight of an idol uh, by sight and dropping sand out of a bag instead of scooping more into it. Have you ever picked mm. up solid gold? It's heavy. <laughs> Maybe that's very heavy sand. Maybe it's like particulate gold flakes. You don't know. You know what? That's That's a good theory. <laughs> oh boy this is another example of Quoth being extra good at stuff and actually getting himself into a bit of a pickle because he's extra good at it if he had been a little bit less good at, at rote memorization and had fewer of these um, techniques to help him he would have had time for uh, Vashet to come back and they could have prepared him a little bit for the stone challenge but it seems like the tradition here is that they have to do it as soon as, uh, or at least they were looking for ways to delay it. We'll talk about this in a minute. But Shaheen is disappointed and a little bit dismayed. She gives him a frown. And uh, he has to do his trial before Rasha gets back, as we mm -hmm. learn on this page. And if he had been a bit less of a clever boy, things would have gone a little bit differently. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because one wonders if, normally after you've learned all the stuff about your weapon, you go right to where in the stone rankings do I go? Or uh, if that's something they're doing for him specifically, mm -hmm. I guess we'll find out as we read. And it seems like this is very unusual for anyone to, like, I guess, you know, they don't have a lot of troopers coming through. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's much more difficult for people generally to memorize the ATAS. So do you think they thought less of him because he was a barbarian or do you think that there's a standard amount of time to memorize everything. I think this is a case of they have stumbled upon a task that Quoth is, Quoth's pre-existing talents and specialties are actually useful for. You know, his talent for like memorization and 
uh, recitation didn't really help him learning the Catan or learning the Lathani, but the, like he actually is good at like committing a piece of text to memory and then reciting it. That's something he's been training for since he was a child. So they stumbled upon like the one thing that they need people to do that he's actually already good at. So I think that's that's kind of what it is. But I do like that even still, he points out that it's hard to memorize because there's no like narrative logic to it. It's just a bunch of lists of names and dates, which I think I was talking about on previous pages. Like that's not actually a good way to teach anybody history. Well, and as I said, I don't think the point is to teach them history. Well, yes, but that's what Quoth thinks the point is. Uh, and he he gets around that by like, he's not allowed to sing it, but he sets it to a tune in his head, which I think is clever. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny, and I think that I am justified in my theory that Magwed is like not particularly thrilled to have him there. And yeah, she, she's like, glad to get away. rid of him. As soon as he does it twice, she's like, all right, you got it. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> Good enough. Be gone with him. Yes. And she's also not particularly like interested in keeping him around to give him time to heal or prepare for his stone trial, right? Like yeah. she what it seems like Magwood is above whatever machinations Vashid and Shaheen have. Like the Yeah, political... she doesn't care about the politics. She's not interested. Yeah, exactly. She's like, All right, you got your eye test done, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Which is very relatable. <laughs> and she doesn't even like comment on the fact that he did it so quickly right that doesn't interest her either so she just wants him out of there yep yeah you got the stamp of approval uh if he writes a little note that says he has memorized the attest to my satisfaction get out Mm -hmm. which is very funny yeah and like i also think that quoth is right when he points out that like it's it's easier to learn something like a play because you know, if you're learning your lines in a play, you have like have cues that you can think about, you know, and you have like emotional, uh, like narratives that you can think about, like, what is my character feeling in the scene? Oh, right. That's when I say this, because I'm feeling that whatever. Yeah. Well, the but way I was always like able to, to memorize, I, I, if I, I flatter myself by saying I had a good memory for, for learning lines. And the reason I was able to do that is because if you're following the story, you, you know, what comes next, like there's a response to every line. I would go like I think some people can like recite a whole play in their heads and I could never do that. I would go into a play basically like not remembering what was coming but because I was listening to the line ahead of me the response would be like oh yeah the obvious response here is the next line like it's part of the right. it's part of the show. So doing it rote like that very very difficult. Monologues are different but monologues have the same kind of process where there's a story, there's a a narrative, there's a uh, rhythm to it and so there's like an obvious next thing mm-hmm. i couldn't start a monologue halfway through but if i begin to recite a monologue i can go through the whole thing yeah is there anything else you want to talk about on this one not on this page we do have a letter that i want to read uh right away because i think it bears uh, a response to this is from the jade blade who writes on page 787 and warrior culture dear pagers on this page you express the thought that the folks that vashit has both talked to from Hert were either physically or mentally impaired, and therefore not suitable to be mercenaries, and I found that option a little upsetting. Every culture needs all sorts of people in it, or it doesn't function. That doesn't mean that the people who do not go into the most prestigious occupation in a society are somehow lesser in any way. If there wasn't someone to make candles, then there would be no light in the dark. If there wasn't someone to chop wood, then there would be no fires for cooking. And as for the chatty guy who tells stories, remember that Tempe laughs his butt off at the story of the boy with the golden screw in his belly button. 
I think that this is the sort of story that Adam in general might appreciate if the silk spinner is any indication. My whole point is that even though the most prestigious occupation in Ademra is mercenary, that doesn't mean that everyone is desirous of that occupation. Heck, not everyone in our world wants to be a doctor, even though it can pay a lot of money and is beneficial to society. Sincerely, the Jade Blade. And Jade, I want to uh, unequivocally state that if that same opinion was not clear in that episode, then uh, I have made a grave miscalculation in my communication, because that is my position as well. I believe that the lesson that Quoth is meant to take here is that it is not necessarily of the, the highest importance or the society's, like, it is not the highest, even though it may be the highest status, like, in terms of what can be achieved by anybody, it is not desirous necessarily by everybody, and you are as valuable to the society no matter what you do or who you are or what you're good at. Um, I think that's the lesson Quoth is meant to take. And I want to be clear that that is our position as well. And that was my understanding of that sequence. So if in talking about that sequence, it came across that we were going like, oh, these poor souls or whatever, uh, I want to ensure that there's no misunderstanding that is not our position. And uh, I think you've articulated it very well here. There need yeah. to be someone to make candles. There need to be people who make coffee. Those are not lesser positions. In fact, if anything, we should be elevating those positions we should be affording more respect to those people yeah it doesn't seem to me like the adem uh like hold the people who do those jobs as in like low esteem uh it seems that to me that those jobs are valuable and they're treated as valuable but they just don't don't they don't hold the same so social prestige as being a mercenary yeah and i'm not sure quoth totally internalizes that lesson either. I'm not sure he ever really understands what he's being asked to understand there. Well, I'm Maybe not sure not. I do either. So <laughs> just, I think the, the lesson is there's more to us. There's more to the Adam than mercenaries. There's more to being a productive member of society than achieving whatever the highest social, social class is. Mm -hmm. Or, you but, know, being, being unable or un, uninterested in doing that work. Mm-hmm. Like you're still you're still respected and valued if that's not something you are interested in or able to do. Yeah. Good. All right. All right. Well, so we're going to continue to be good uh, on tomorrow's page. Yes, we have achieved the highest uh, objective of our society, which is become podcasters. Yeah, there is no nobler calling. Indeed. <laughs> uh, all right. Of the wind. <laughs> <laughs>